Are you a commercial insurance producer struggling to stand out from the competition? Do you find it challenging to grow your book of business and create a fulfilling career? If so, then welcome to the Preeminent Producer Podcast. Each week, we'll be tackling important topics, sharing proven strategies and insights from successful producers that are in the trenches and have traveled the journey to becoming a preeminent producer. You'll discover what it really takes to become preeminent and build your book of business in a way that isn't being taught anywhere else. Our hosts are experts in the field and have built thriving businesses by becoming the most trusted advisor to their clients. Welcome to your journey to becoming a preeminent producer. Let's dive in. All right, welcome everybody to episode number two inside of the Preeminent Producer Podcast. It's good to have you guys here. In this episode, we are going to be diving into the mindset that you need in order to really be successful as a commercial insurance producer. And ultimately, the goal here is to become preeminent. So we're going to dive right into a conversation. We're going to talk about what preeminence is and then the mindset that you need, the beliefs that you need in order to really pull this thing off. Because let's face it, life is hard. It can be tough. Obstacles happen. And if you're not in the right frame of mind, it can wipe you out and you'll end up missing out on an opportunity to really have a successful career. So let's dive in and here we go. All right, guys, so let's have a quick discussion on, um, I want to talk about mindsets and beliefs. As we kind of talked about in our last podcast, uh, preeminence ultimately means having paramount rank, dignity, importance, outstanding, supreme, surpassing all others, very distinguished. Um, And so on this journey, as a producer wants to become a preeminent producer, and be surpassing and be distinguished and all those things. I think it's safe to say that there are going to be a lot of obstacles uh, when it comes to belief and mindset and maybe mindset shifts that need mm-hmm. to take place. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on what needs to take place. What have you guys experienced when it comes to the belief part, the mindset part, when it comes to this journey of preeminence? So uh, who wants to kick us off? Gee, I'll jump in real quick. Uh, Paul, that's really a good topic. Uh, it's so all-encompassing. I, I guess by that I mean, uh, yeah, I think in my journey as a producer, it took a little while at the beginning to really develop an overarching mindset that, that I really was the best producer, the best broker to represent a particular you know, insured. And now you have to have legitimate reasons to think that, but if you can develop that mindset, it just, it just impacts your entire approach. You know, I, I can remember early on one particular uh, prospect that I was working on, and I really felt I was the best. And this was back in the days when I quoted not be avard, and I had presented my quote, and I was following up my phone, and just wasn't quite moving over the mark. And I finally told the guy over the phone. And this is kind of when that mindset first clicked for me. I think I, I finally told him, I said, Bob, and his name was Bob. He's still a client to this day. I said, Bob, I know maybe I'm coming across as a little bit aggressive, but you know why that is? Because I know I'm the best broker for your company. I know you're going to be better off. You're going to be worse off without me. And I don't know if that's what put the ball over the goal line, so to speak, but I did write that account. Well, and with belief, and I'd, I'd be curious what made you believe that. But with the belief comes confidence, right? So you can actually honestly say with confidence that I am the best. 
but I know a lot of producers are going to ask, well, how do I know I'm the best? I don't feel like I'm the best. So what, what do you feel like you had in your court to, to be able to believe you're the best for this client? Well, in that particular case, the line of insurance I was quoting was workers comp. That's a big part, big part of my background. I had certain tools at my disposal. It probably didn't hurt that, you know, the insurance is still kind of a small community. I knew who his broker was, and I just knew in my heart that I was a better, you know, better able to work on the claims and all the X mod issues and things, you know. So it was really kind of at that point in time, I just thought, you know, I've just got to lay it online and tell this guy, you know, you know my belief. And um, I don't know if that answered the question or not, Paul, but that, you know, I had some things, some expertise at my disposal. I wasn't just making it up, you know. Sure. And, and what we're talking about today is not about just making something up. It's about having the skill sets, the knowledge, everything. Uh, it, you have an armory of, of tools and weapons in, in your armory there to be able to move forward and be preeminent. Um, Rick, let me hear from you. What, what, what do you believe? What do you think the mindset is that's needed to become preeminent? I think the mindset, excuse me, and the belief are kind of hand in hand for me. Yeah. One of the first things that happened, you've got to believe that what you do makes a difference. And I know the insurance industry is greatly maligned and we're the butt of a lot of jokes. I get that. Uh, we all didn't sit around school and going, gee, when I get, when I grow up, I want to be in the insurance industry. We, we sort of land here. But after you land here, you've got to develop the idea. And it's it's not develop the idea because it really is a true fact that what we do is critically important. And I say this all the time. You know, the, the insurance industry, I think, is the oil that makes a lot of things go. People aren't willing to risk assets without insurance. You're not going to put up a $10 million billing unless we have insurance. So what we do is critically important. I remember as a as a young producer. Um, one of the first catastrophes that happened is I, I love architects and, and I wrote a lot of architect firms. And one of my buddies, who was an older guy, but a great architect, came in just frazzled and screaming and yelling into our office. He'd been sued for a million dollars and um, he just didn't know what to do. And it was so fun to meet him in the lobby, grab the lawsuit papers from him and say, give me that. Now go back to your office and draw some more buildings that don't fall down. And uh, uh, it was, you could see that he said, you mean you, you're going to take it from here? And I said, yeah, Jim, I got this. This is what this is what I do. This is what I do for you. You can now go back and concentrate on your business. We'll provide the attorney. We'll pay the attorney. We'll pay to the limits of the policy if we need to. That really cemented to me what I do is, is really, really important. And, and I believe that very much. I think there are a lot of mindsets. I think what we do is not, it's not easy. And I think we have to also develop the mindset is that if I'm going to be in this industry and if I'm going to put the time in and I'm going to put all of this forth, this effort forward, um, let's be the very best we can be. Yeah. Let's don't be average. Let's don't settle for average. Let's get a mindset and a belief that we need to have a Super Bowl career here. And, and with that saying also with being the best producer, you know, especially for you rookie producers, are you the best, most qualified producer in your state? Oh, probably not. All you have to do is be the best producer in the fight. Mm. In other words, you just have to be better. You have to bring better solutions. You have to be better tools and really just answer your, your client's concerns better than anybody else. Not the best agent in the world or in your state, just in that particular business. Makes sense. That's great. Christian, how about you? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think that the mindset of becoming preeminent starts with really first having a winning attitude and an attitude that um, a mindset that you're the best. Now, how you get to that point, I think, is the journey of, of becoming preeminent. So you have the mindset that you're the best. Uh, but, for example, when I go to see a, a prospect, um I walk into that meeting as if I'm knowing in my mind, I'm going to come out with a new client or I'm not going to show up. It's it's the same mentality that Tiger Woods has when he enters a golf tournament, even after, mm. uh, you know, having a new leg placed on himself after an accident. I mean, he says, I am here. And when asked, why are you here? Do you think you can win? I am. I enter every tournament thinking I'm going to win. Or I'm not going to be here. Yeah. And to me, that mindset has got to be in a producer's brain if they're going to be the best. You have to see yourself. You have to, first of all, believe in yourself. You have to see yourself uh, being the best and 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 hitting that preeminent level. Uh, so, you know, again, if you, I think as a new producer, um, I found myself, I remember feeling, you know, questioning whether or not I belonged in the game. You know, I'm going up against these, excuse me, Matt and Rick, these old farts. And my gosh, they probably know a lot more than me. And who am I to go think that I can compete with them? Well, the reality is, I don't care how long you've been in insurance, you don't know it all. So as a new producer, you need to swipe that from your brain. You belong to be there. Now, now the question is, what are you going to do better than the competition? Um, so that's what I think, you know, you need to get to. You think you you saying that brings up uh, kind of a weird analogy that, that I was, it just reminds me of, of a personal story that I have back in my martial art days. Of, I was told. Hey, you got to go into a fight knowing that you are you are going to walk out. You're the winner. You're going you're going to win. And I remember in my early days of that, still as a white belt, right, going into a uh, it was like a weird tournament thing that I wasn't even prepared for. Um, and they put me up against a two time world champion, which was kind of unfair. But I didn't have that mindset of going into this thing that I'm going to win. And I got my butt kicked. And it was the only time I got my butt kicked because after that, after I realized I don't like the feeling of getting my butt kicked. <laughs> I, I need to change some stuff. And so I put in the work, I learned, I sharpened skill sets, but I, with the sharpening skill sets, I know I, a, a mindset shift took place and I went into every, it didn't matter what kind of fight I went to every fight knowing I am going to win. And that, that level of confidence totally changed the game. And if I went in with wavering, I get hurt. But if I went in with that confidence, yeah. so do you feel like there's a, there's a parallel there and pretty relevant for a producer? Absolutely. I think that there's a difference between from 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 acting arrogant and cocky yes. versus seeing yourself as a winner and which then leads to confidence. So that that's a that's a slippery slope. Uh, you can't fake it. Well, you can try. But if you're faking it or you're, you know, you show a chink in your armor, you're not going to you're not going to win. And I think that's what you're you're saying, Paul, is is you really 
if it's if it's an athletic competition <clears throat> or if it's going after trying to trying to uh, land a new client um in either event the person on the other end is going to see if you are not confident they're going to they're going to pick it up very quickly they're going to feel it and they're going to start questioning am i am i even talking to the right person so you have plenty of time to prove that you're the best but the, but it does start with that mindset of yeah. you know if you if you don't think you're going to win then don't play i mean that's that's what it boils down to mm-hmm. oh, that's great so paul when you got beat up so badly, did that seventh grader go on to become like a world champion? <laughs> well, I, I, uh, that's a good question. I, I didn't like competitions too much. I, that wasn't really my thing because there was too many rules, but, uh, yeah, for without a doubt, you know, losing that, that match, that did something to me where I'm like, I never, ever want to experience this again. Right. And I think it motivated me to put in the work, to sharpen skill sets, to, um, you know, listen, listen to my teachers and instructors and what they're telling, the critiques they're telling me. And it made all the difference in the world. And I, I went through the ranks very quickly after that, for sure. Yeah. Well, I think you you need to, and, and in seriousness now, and, and I put that forward because one of the things we talk about in the coaching is the humor and having fun while we're doing this. And that's the point of that. But I think One of the things you have to understand in this business, you don't like it, but you're going to have to recover from defeat. None of us, Matt, not not Christian, none of us go undefeated. We've got to be able to take those defeats. We've got to be able to learn from the mistakes that we made because we learn more from our defeats than we do from our victories normally. And we have to have that that perseverance, that grit. I read a book recently, and it's passionate persistence, I think, was the definition of grit. And I think we have to have that because we're going to get knocked down unfairly. And and sometimes we're just going to lose and we understand why we lose. Sometimes we're not going to understand it. It wasn't fair. Somebody did a decision based on a relationship and we have to we have to learn how to recover. Yeah, I want to maybe two quick comments. Uh, Yeah, I think we all learn from our mistakes almost more than we learn from our successes. You know, that's certainly been the case with me and continue to make mistakes. But, you know, part of the mindset that we need to have to be preeminent is to never quit learning and never quit improving, never feel like we've arrived, you know. Um, Then the other thing, just I wanted to kind of dovetail off something that Christian had said earlier uh, about the younger producers. And if there are some younger or even brand new producers, you know, listening to this podcast, with the right tools and with just a little bit of, you know, help getting on the right path, uh, my experience has been, man, there is absolutely no reason that a newbie producer cannot take business away from some old timer. Just because somebody's been in this industry 25 or 30 years doesn't mean they're doing things right. In fact, maybe they've got a little lackadaisical in their approach. They don't keep in touch with that insured. So, yeah, that uh, there's that tendency I guess, human nature to think, oh, I'm new, you know, I'm not really qualified or et cetera. But man, I just want to want to reassure you guys, there's no reason you get the right mindset, get the right tools, get the right training, right coaching. Uh, you can you can take business away from experienced producers. So true. So true. Let me ask you guys this. Um, as far as dealing, maybe maybe you've, you know, listeners are, are dealing with defeat, uh, such as we all have dealt with. 
and and not letting that dictate our future of of believing that we we are still going to be the best <laughs> but we we as we as humans really get conditioned very easily to um surroundings right and so if if we see a lot of people doing something a certain way we typically fall in line with that and start doing that and so um a unique thing that we teach inside of our preeminent producer programs is as a new pathway to success and how to really streamline this thing and, and become preeminent. So a lot of producers, I would imagine, are dealing with the fact that, hey, I've been told to sell insurance this way. This is the way others are doing it. This is the way I've always done it. And and I would imagine that's a pretty decent obstacle to get over. I mean, I, I think of Rick as an example. He's always the first that comes to mind when it comes to this example, because I'm sure it took something to say, hey, we're going to stop quoting because <laughs> everyone else is quoting uh, and we're going to do something exactly the opposite. Uh, that that feels really risky, right? So maybe you guys could talk about what what are some of the, the obstacles or, or um, hesitancies that someone could face on this journey of becoming preeminent? I think we're one of the biggest obstacles Obstacles is, is us. You know, I think one of the things that you really need to do, Paul, is you've got to be, you've got to accept change. In other words, that old saying, if you do what you've always done, you're going to get what you always got. And if you're content with having a small book of business, if you're content with, with an average income, that's where you're going to be. If you can, if you can be, um, if you can accept coaching, if you want to get better, you, you we can coach you all day long, but you have to have that burning desire to get better, and then we can give you tools that'll help you shortcut. I say it all the time: success leaves clues. So I think you've got to be coachable, just like any athlete, no matter who he or she is. If they're a preeminent athlete, they take coaching. They understand they have to change things that they're doing to get better. And I think as your career develops, as you get a little longer into this, you need to understand that there's more than one way from some old guy typically sitting in an office with gray hair saying, well, by golly, this is the way it's always been done. And your job is to break those rules, to stand out in a crowd, to be very different and offer different solutions in a different way. Very good. That's great. I think uh, you mentioned uh, doing things differently. And I know, Rick, you've talked in the past about kind of that sea change you made in your agency. Paul, you alluded to it about going to the uh, broke of record, no longer wasting time quoting approach. You know, this industry, it's funny because there is a lot of mediocrity within our industry and within our among our competition. And that, that's the good news. And um you know, something I'll probably say in almost every podcast, you guys have heard me say it before, it's just so important, I think, and valuable once in a while to take a step back and think about what we're doing. And as far as doing things differently, a conclusion I came to many, many years ago was, boy, if this is the way that, you know, 80, 90 percent of my competition is doing things, then it's probably wrong or it's probably not optimum in this industry. There's got to be a better way to do it. And just to be willing to, to do that differently. That's good. Yeah. I, I, I would say that if you are competing and doing things the same, the buyer, you know, your prospect is going to look at you in the same light 
as to what they already have. So, so why would they change their decision? I mean, to me, if you do things the same, you're emphasizing the decision of that buyer that they already made. It's already the right buyer, unless all they want to do is look at premium costs, in which case, and we talked about this a lot, you know, that, that is not sustainable. If you're competing just on price, it is not sustainable. You may win in an account, but you're going to lose it as quickly as you get it. So the only way I believe that it's possible to obtain new business is you have to be different. You have to offer different solutions. You have to bring different value than what that prospect already has. And that's what we talk a lot about uh, in being preeminent. And once you master that, I I think you're absolutely on your way to the inevitable of becoming preeminent. No, that's great. That's great. Let me ask each one of you, um, what, what would you say to a producer, regardless of how long they've been in the game? What would you say to a producer that's feeling discouraged right now? They don't feel like they're standing out. They don't feel like they're growing their book of business. Maybe they've recognized that they've settled uh, whatever it may be, what would you say to somebody who's facing discouragement? Oh, I would say I'm glad you are. You know, the, the first the first thing you have to do is understand that you're frustrated, and and that's a good sign. Uh, you you need to get you need to say this is frustrating. You're at a point where you may either say I need to leave the industry, which many people do, or I need to do something different. But I think that's a great place to be. There's only one place to go from there, and that's up. So I think that's the start. I think when you're at that point, you become so much more um, malleable, so much more coachable, um, because you know what you're doing isn't working and it's frustrated and you want to live a different life. So you're going to have to incorporate different things or you're going to accept mediocrity or you're going to accept a different career. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Paul, Paul, that's a really good question. Um, I guess, and I'd like to give it more thought, <laughs> but but I guess um, the first thing that occurs to me is maybe to speak with that individual and back way up, why did you, what attracted you to this industry in the first place? What were you trying to achieve? Why did you get into this? Okay. And see if they've, if there were some legitimate reasons have they wandered away from that somehow? And they got to get back in, back in touch with that. Uh, I hope that makes sense. And then the second thing that occurs to me is, let's try, I guess my counsel to that individual would be, and I, I guess I've had this discussion with a producer or two over the years. You know, winning is fun. When you win, it's fun. Let's figure out how to make this fun again, you know, for you. And because when it's when it's fun, when you have that winning attitude or mindset, if you will, uh, you know the the clients can do that. And who do they want to associate with? They want to associate with a positive person. You know, if you're really feeling down and depressed and and like you really don't belong, you're not sure you're cutting or cut out for this. Man, they're going to see right. They're going to see that. And they they don't they don't need that. You yeah. know. No, that's that's very true. Very true. Christian, how about you? I hope you can hear this. This is what I think. Oh, <laughs> this is what I think. 
Can you hear it? Yeah, we're, we got yeah, you. Yeah, we got yeah. you. <laughs> I listen to this song. Oh, we get knocked down, but I get up again. Oh, <laughs> okay. We can't hear it, but we can hear you. So that, that's good enough. <laughs> yeah, that was I a good version. A nice oh, karaoke rendition. I like. All that. right. Well, <laughs> I I I would say, listen, you, you're going to get knocked down. You're going to get knocked around. Yes. But if you can get up and keep going and always try to be different mm. um you're on your way to being successful the key parts after that are how do you implement it and that's kind of what we you know we talk about that a lot so so really in all seriousness if you you know we we talk about being preeminent and being the best but rick made a great point we lose too and you know, you you, you got to get up and get back in the game and keep going. And, you know, you may find it's not for, right for you. It's not the right business for you. But if you're lucky enough to feel like it is and, and have success, it's a heck of a business to be in. I mean, it's a heck of a career. It and is. we've all enjoyed success. And, um, you know, we're super stoked to be able to share that and how we got there. That's great. Well, I, I want to encourage all the listeners. We, we have a, a framework inside of our program that ultimately is beliefs dictate actions, actions dictate results. And now we have a much deeper framework, and we actually covered that recently at our Las Vegas event. But if you're not happy with your current results, you have to go back and look at your actions and then the beliefs behind that. So if your mindset belief is not right, it will dictate your actions or your confidence level and so forth. So it's definitely this is not some like woo woo kind of thing. This is a legit real thing that we have to look at. Otherwise you're going to go into that fight or you're going to go into that deal and lack what you need and not get the result you're going for. So thank you guys for your input on that. I think that's great. Okay. That wraps up episode number two of the preeminent producer podcast. Hope you enjoyed that. Stay tuned for episode number three, where we're going to dive into conditions of the industry and the hot topic of AI inside of the insurance industry. Is it good? Is it bad? Is it something to be concerned about? Or is it something to utilize to propel yourself even further inside this industry? Stay tuned for episode number three to find out. Thank you guys for your time, and we'll see you in the next episode. If you would like to find out more information about what we do inside The Preeminent Producer and really take things to the next level, I encourage you to check out thepreeminentproducer.com. See you in the next episode. so much for joining us on this episode of the preeminent producer podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to subscribe, rate, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show and we greatly appreciate it. Once again, thanks for joining us and we'll catch you in the next episode of the preeminent producer podcast.